All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 210, coming to you live from the China National Convention Center. Joining me here in Beijing uh, is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Firstly, g'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. It's been an interesting week here in Beijing. We're just actually out the window. You'll be able to see the bird's nest where they had the uh, 2008 uh, Olympics. Unbelievable. very historic city, Beijing. And we should say, this is the acoustic version of Two Blokes Talking Tech yes. because I don't have the facility <laughs> or the peace of mind right now or the inclination. To, to find all of the stings and intros and stuff. So this is yeah. unplugged. Let's call it the unplugged it or unplugged. acoustic version. We'll, we'll put that in the title. But, um, you know, it's very interesting because this is, this, is a, this is a real leap forward for Lenovo trying to say, okay, we are going to bring the world's media to one place and we're going to tell them everything, everything there is to know about our kind of current lineup and different things now i want to start well actually let's set the scene first as you said we're at the we're at the olympic park and if you think of sydney olympic park this exactly the same here in beijing this this place used to be um, farmed and and they literally built the entire olympic center so the the main stadium the athletic stadium the building we're in was for gymnastics and also the media center it's the original ibc international broadcast center and it's now been converted into this convention center so it's a massive place mm-hmm. and the queues to get in here were yeah. and we've been to some big events this was this was action packed this was, this was you know soldiers the on the streets i think it was probably one of the biggest i've seen in terms of like crowd wise i think that, that uh, someone said there was more than 4000 people here to to uh, to listen to the keynote yeah. that, and we, we we've got to really mention the the fact that this is Lenovo's first crack at Tech World. This is their what they hopefully what, what they're hoping will be an annual event, yep. and this is Lenovo's opportunity, I think, to really sort of put their mark in the tech world. They've been around for a long time, and this to me seems to be the first move in repositioning the brand. They've got a new logo, a range of exciting new products, which we'll talk about in a moment. But this is a way, I think, for Lenovo to say, right. Pay attention to us. Yep. We've got plenty of things to offer. This is basically the number three tech company in the world. They're the number yep. one manufacturer and seller of PCs in the world. They are number three in tablets, in smartphones, because mm-hmm. they bought Motorola. They're, they're very, very big. And, and we, I don't think, in Australia appreciate that because in Australia, they've pretty much been a commercial uh, enterprise. They've been selling to big business and banks. You know, if you work in a bank or a stockbroking firm, you've probably got a Lenovo desktop mm-hmm. and monitors. But it was only last year that they launched their consumer range into Harvey yeah. Norman JB Hi-Fi with the yoga product. So they're very young in Australia. It's a long journey ahead. But mm. let's talk about what we saw today. Um, you know, the big boss stands on stage. It was a very well-organized keynote. Big boss's name, by the way, is Y-Y. Ying, Ying Yanjing. Yeah, YY. YY for yeah. short. For, for us, affectionately known yes, as YY. Yes, exactly. And, and by the company as well. They call it Absolutely. Them um, the, there is a few products, legitimate products that will reach Australian shores we'll talk about. But I want to talk about the concepts first because when you think of Apple, you think of the rumours about an Apple or a Samsung and the, what they're working on, they don't tell you about it. Yeah. Lenovo have stood here today and shown two products that are basically those back room, you know, behind closed door products that they're not going to see the light of day for at least 12 months, if not a lot more. Oh, but more than that, I think. They're yeah. basically saying, this is just what we're thinking because I think they want to be seen as innovative. The first one... A smartwatch. Now, I was a bit taken aback when they came on stage and said, oh, the smartwatch's biggest problem is it's got a small screen. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's really its problem. I think that's, that's the absolute that's nature the of it. Of it yeah. So what they've done is well, they've put kind of on the very start of the band 
what looked like looked to just me like a solar panel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought it was a solar looked like panel. a little mini trackpad. Yeah. So we were sitting there thinking, what is it? You thought it was a trackpad because yeah. we had we'd seen a picture of it before it came on stage. Yeah. And then I thought it was like a solar panel. So get you a bit of battery life. <laughs> that was what I thought <laughs> it was. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. Thank you. So it actually turns out it's a second screen. Yeah. But it's not a LCD screen, you know, yeah. of one centimeter. It's this. It's probably a screen that is five millimeters. It's tiny because it's in way inside the watch, yeah. kind of refracted so it, it, around it, through mirrors. It's meant to provide a virtual screen. It's a virtual and screen. Did you try this? Did yes. you try it? Yeah, and I tried you, it too. And you look into the... I mean, at the moment, you've got to look about five centimetres from your You face, look like a goose doing like it. Like a Google Glass yeah, guy. Yeah. You've got to look right up and you can see a bigger picture, like a whole yeah. video. I watched a video yeah. in there. It reminds me of, you, you know, those those glasses you wear to simulate cinema, like a cinema screen? Yeah. Not quite as clear as that, but that's, that's kind of what they're going for. If you look sort of sideways into this little panel... You see, oh, I think they showed me a picture of the bird's nest at the outside here, and you could see it. It wasn't it wasn't brilliantly sharp, but it's yeah. meant to be so that it looks like it's in focus. Like, it, you know, if you put your, your yeah, eye totally. really close to your watch, it's going to be out of out of out of That's focus. Right. But this is meant to be, give you a focused view of that image. And the idea here is that because it's going to take so long to develop this idea. It, it, it will get better. So in two years from now, you will be able to hold it on a desk and look down at it and yeah. see more. But it's privacy because you can't see in it unless you're looking directly that's at right, it. Yeah. Now the the birds, very big on privacy here in Asia, don't really? you know? In China, no, no, seriously, that's a big issue where, especially where you know very crowded communities like crowded cities like China and Japan as well, mm. where you people are sitting literally like sardine can on trains and things like that. Yeah. Oh, I have heard this in the past. Like no. privacy is a big issue where if someone can see your screen, that that, that could have yeah, bothered. People, yeah. So the thing about, you saw the bird's nest, right? You, it, it was like a uh, virtual reality tour. You're standing there. Mm -hmm. I don't think they must have told you because the, the language barriers are an issue here. But when you look into the watch, if you look around, you're looking around the stadium. So it's uh, virtual so it's reality virtual, as yeah, well. It's a virtual screen. Yeah, yeah. Now so I saw that. It was quite, Absolutely. it was a very innovative product. I quite Absolutely. liked it. No, yeah, I don't see a need for it, yeah. but I like the idea that they've, yeah. they're working on it. Well, they can do it. I think that was the whole idea behind the concept products. And I'll, I'll go on to the next one in a second. But... This was an opportunity for Lenovo to say, look what we can do. Let's push the boundaries a little bit. And let's talk about the other product, which was the, the SmartCast smartphone. Mm. Now, this outwardly looked like a normal phone. But a little bit chunky at the top. A little bit, but the, the, the addition to this product is that it's the first with a, a, a laser projector built in. Now, everyone thinks, yeah, great, a projector. They pr produce a tablet with a projector. But this is still very innovative, it right? Is, it is, but this is totally different. And what I liked about it was the top of the product actually had a, tw had a twist swivel so that the projector could be either pointing forward out of the, out of the phone to a wall or twisted down to be pointing in front of the device. So, and what it can do, it can pr obviously project the screen that's on the phone. But the innovative part was that, that the projected screen is also interactive. So you can actually, it's, a, it's like a touch screen. It projects but, a touch screen it's on brilliant. any surface. The, the, the great example they used, they, so they were playing the piano. They had a, like a, a famous pianist in here playing the piano. And they did actually demo a video where a woman was playing the piano projected from this Lenovo mm. SmartCast phone. Now imagine that potential. Immediately I thought, wouldn't it be great... What, what's one thing that stops you typing out a big, long email or big, long document on your phone? For me, it's not having a keyboard. Yeah. I'd rather do it on my laptop. And we've seen these like short throw projection keyboards yeah. before. They they exist, so they've yeah. taken both those things. No, but imagine if you get it, that could be your keyboard. That's right. I would I'd type out, and it looked pretty accurate too. I would I would use that to type out a document if I had to. So the thing was, and this is what was really interesting to me. They did the demo on stage, and some beautiful young pianist stood there, and she did like chopsticks, right? She said pianist. Yeah, right? she was a piano player. Yes. And uh, <laughs> she was beautiful young 
piano player. Um, she she was playing like chopsticks, but really slowly. So, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, good. Yeah, it's not very good though, is it? And then some bloody Mozart imitator comes out. The, the Asian Mozart yes. hits the floor and he just smashes it. Oh, yeah. oh, he was on fire. It was so it proved that but it was wasn't he actually playing that. Or was he yes, playing the piano? yes. So I had a go of it just earlier, and yeah. it, it's quite responsive. Uh-huh. So um, if you if you like the idea of these things, just for interest sake, I, I took I did some video. So if you go on Twitter at Trevor Long, um, I've done a video of both the concepts so that you can see what they are. Because mm. it's, to be honest, the watch I find very hard to explain. It is something you need to see to believe. Well, it is like, do, do you really want to see a bigger screen? Just look at your phone. Like, well, how, how big do you want this screen to be? Okay, so I agree. Now, here's why. Here's why this is a good thing to be working on. Aren't we moving towards a time where we don't need smartphones? Yeah, so maybe, isn't, the, isn't the concept that everything will get so small that it can all be on our wrist, yeah. but this tiny, you know, two-inch screen is not, or one-inch screen is well, not big enough? What they should do is combine the products, have a watch with a projector, and a phone and do maybe everything like that. Tech World 2016. Tech World 2018, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, no pressure, why, but 2016, okay. There is one other little concept product I want to chat about is the smart shoes. Oh, yes. Did you see that? And they look like a normal pair of running shoes, but they've got like a digital display on the outside that scrolls all different information. Which is, which is uh, in, in terms that I would normally use, that's answering the question that was never asked. Seriously. Who wants, a, who wants a pair of shoes with a digital display <laughs> well, on it? But again, I think that's uh, another another look at we can do concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, wear, well, I don't think any of us predicted wearables would, well, would include shoes. Smart, we've seen smart everything with smart shoes. That's uh, that's not too bad. But I think the it's an Internet of Things concept. So this is meant to be able to, another product that can share data with the cloud, with other products. So basically, you don't need any other device. It's all happening through your... Yeah, through your it, it can even display directions and everything on the shoes. So it's interesting little thing. And I think, look, uh, uh, Nike and Adidas, are they are they quietly panicking over the fact that Lenovo may be entering the, the shoe market? Chinese manufacturing know. capability. <laughs> I don't know, but... It's, uh, they may be looking at that with interest. I don't think they'd be worried, but you never know in yeah, Lenovo. Yeah. So if, you, if you're interested in the watch or the, or the smartphone, we've both got that story up on uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. I've got some videos on Twitter, at Trevor Long, and, Steve, and Stephen has a story of shoes. Yeah, I've got a video of the smart shoes, well. too. Yep. Uh, techguide.com.au. And the other one, Stephen, that uh, I didn't try, uh, over in the Innovation Hall, there's a smart mirror. Um, the, re- the requirement to, to take part in the trial was to stand on a set of scales. That immediately, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. Really? Sorry, Mr. China, you know enough Why, about what's me What's that got to do? Oh, so oh, could no, you, you give you a... And then, and then you use your hand motion like an Xbox Connect to, to choose different things about your right. body mass index and all. Look, I don't need to get on a... Pe- I don't <laughs> need a smart mirror. Idea. Smart mirror is just going to go, you're fat. I mean, I don't yes. need to know that, okay? No, they would have said it A dumb China. mirror said it in Chinese <laughs> for a start. So you wouldn't have understood it, but <laughs> I think it's meant to be obviously one of those health, the connected yes. health products, yes. Yes. so they can say, well, you know what, maybe less, maybe less meat pies, more yeah. vegetables. Yeah, or <laughs> meat, meat pie and pizza combined. Did you see that from Pizza Hut? Yes. Anyway, uh, that's at EFTM as well. Anyway, you're listening that. to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 210. So let's move on in this unplugged acoustic version to the actual products that we yes. may and, and should ones see. ones we're actually going to see. Soon, yes, yeah. in, in Australia. Because there's actually a lot of products here. Like they, they release a smartphone that's got an excellent camera on it. That's, that's, I don't think that's going to come to Australia. It's a Lenovo branded uh, thing. The, what was it called? The, the Vibe, Vibe Shot. Yes. Um, but there's a couple of, uh, couple of things. So firstly, the tablet, the uh, ThinkPad 10. 
Uh, it's a 10-inch tablet, right? Yes. It's not actually, you know, mind-blowing stuff. But Ooh. what it does to me, and, and they've also got a stylus included, it, it rigs to me of being great competition for the Surface 3. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's everything getting ready for Windows 10. They spin well, a, I think it's going to knock I don't think they're going to release it to Windows 10. It'll no, come preloaded with Windows Microsoft 10. Microsoft CEO was here because this is, yeah. this is important. Satya this is, Nadella. That's his, Nutella's name the, is. N Nadella, <laughs> not Nutella. The spread. The, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's critical. This is, I mean, Lenovo's the biggest PC maker in the world. So, yeah, Microsoft's going to come to their event, right? Of course. So it's a 10-inch Windows 10 tablet. Um, this is an important thing for Windows 10 because it's meant to be the next big thing after the, not failure, but the, the dismal success of Windows 8. Um, it, it, there's nothing mind-blowing about it in terms of specs, I'll be honest. Oh, it's got all the connectivity options like you know, USB. And, 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 and AC connection Yes, too. it has. But it's also got a range of accessories. I think it's got a smart keyboard and a dock. So it, 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 is, it is a flavor of the Surface Pro 3 type of product. So yeah. it's meant to be fully-fledged tablet that's a, that's a work device as well as being a laptop replacement, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. interesting right. so that, one. That's that's the, that's that was the ThinkPad 10, 10. but the two, the two new laptops that they announced, the two sort of top-of-the-line ones were the L... The, uh, y, the y, y4 one. The, the, no, the Z41. Z41 and the Z51. So there's a 14 it's inch. It's isn't it? 15 reverse and 14 reverse for the inch. That's right. Well, 4 for 14, 5 1 and 15 inch. And these are meant to be multi. Do you think there's dyslexic in the naming department? Maybe. I don't know who's doing that. With the greatest respect of the naming department. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll talk about our directions to 7 Eleven later on in the program. <laughs> but. Um, there was uh, these two these two products. No, I have to tell them, sorry, Stephen, but Stephen was at the hotel, and uh, he asked the uh, concierge for directions to the Seven Eleven, and uh, he was he was strictly told, Stephen. He, said, he yes. was he said to go right, right, and then reft. <laughs> And, so, and let's be clear, those directions worked perfectly. Well, that is exactly what came out of his mouth, yeah. and they were correct, and I'll go to 7-Eleven very shortly. <laughs> but we, we digress slightly. The, uh, the laptops, I think, uh, these are designed to be part multimedia, part regular laptops. So it's for people who create content, consume content on the go. The IdeaPad 100 is a, the entry-level bare-bones product that looks pretty good. It's going to be priced, I think, at about $399 Australian dollars. And for what you're getting, this is obviously meant for an entry-level you know, consumer who just, just wants the basics. That is pretty competitive. And it looks, it's, sort of, it's punching above its weight in terms of design and, and the features on board. So the thing I thought about it was, and I actually, I was on the bus this morning and we had Matt Codrington, we had Nick Reynolds, you know, execs from Lenovo Australia. Yeah. And I, I was writing the story on the bus and I, I reached across and I said, listen, Matt, just let me understand. This is a well-spec laptop. Are we basically talking? It's not as light and thin as your Yogas and your and your X ones. And essentially, is. that's <laughs> no, but it's two, well, it's two it's kilos, a right? Chunky, yeah. It's two kilos, so it's it's double the weight of a of a solid uh, high-performing laptop from yeah. them, a flagship flagship product. It's a bit chunkier, and that's essentially all you're giving up mm -hmm. um, because you still got the same power options. But remember, you, you've got to spec it up. That, those are starting prices. When you put the i7 in, oh, when course, you put the yeah. terabyte and in, same with same with the uh, the other the multimedia laptops as well. You know, they, they do they do. Have have obviously they're designed with faster processors and graphics and all that involved as well but you can spec the hell out of them as well you know what else those laptops have got as an option so it's not in every one is the 3d the real, uh, real sense, sense intel, which yes. intel spent a bit of time talking about today um oh mate i they had a demo here but i don't think to be honest, my feedback to them is they could have demoed stuff a lot better because it was just standing there. You're like, yeah. you know, I didn't know what to do. But so I'm standing in front of a laptop, okay? And the laptop has two cameras instead of one up the top, you know, where your normal webcam like is. Human eye. Correct, yeah. left and right. And then I'm able to play a game. I was playing like a Space Invader style game where by moving my head from left to right, I was moving the, the, the spaceship yeah. away from, you know, obstacles. Yep. And then I was able to use my hand to move which, which spaceship I was going to fire at and clinch your hand to fire. So it was all, it was like bringing Xbox Connect or PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. move to a laptop 
I actually think that's mind-blowing. To think that you can have 3D, mm. um, you know, motion-sensing technology in a laptop is actually really but big, big what, thing what for gaming. Me, and, and, like, one of the bosses of Intel was here. His name escapes me at the moment. But he did a really good Brian. Where, yeah, Brian. He, he did a great thing where he, he's, he, his face was scanned in because, like, yes. the camera does a good scan, like, 360-degree scan. Yeah. And then it allowed him then to be become an animated character. So it took his lip movements and eye movements. He became an ogre and, and, all his, and then he became a pug dog and all his That's movements. really smart. But also, too, they're saying that Windows 10 will, will utilise that, that feature to unlock your computer. So yes. no need for a password, no need for anything, fingerprint scanner, you just look at the computer, it will read your face, the 3D image of your face, and unlock. Now I had a Lenovo laptop four years ago that used image recognition to unlock, so exactly the same thing, it took a photo and made sure it was you. There was a lot of controversy that you could hold up a photo, right? Now here's my controversy around the 3D um, login. Yep, okay, so it's taking a 3D scan. But they also spent time showing us that they could do 3D scans of people and 3D print them. Yeah. So what's to stop me doing a 3D scan of Stephen Fennick, making a life-size model of Stephen Fennick's head and logging onto his laptop using that technology? Sounds like the plot of the next James Bond movie. Wow. Interesting. Well, yeah. What's to stop you, me holding a gun to your back and saying, yeah. unlock your computer yeah. now yeah. or you're dead? Well, and, and you know what, actually... You, you can't actually, you can't type the password wrong because your ugly mug's going to be there no matter what. Yeah, that's right. So under that's under right. GRS. Unreal, now yeah. the last one that's probably really really streaming device. Uh, oh no, yes, the good point. The the, uh, the Lenovo Cast. Don't forget the, the, the Cast. Uh, it's like a hockey puck. We're leaving the Moto till uh, till lucky last. But yeah, the hockey puck, seven seven uh, centimeters in diameter, one point five centimeters yeah, thickness. It's a round Think Apple of it TV. like a round Apple TV yeah. exactly. It's a ho- but it looks like a hockey puck. But more Chromecast than Apple TV yes. in terms of functionality. Well, you need, you need to use it with an Android device. Uh, there will be apps that, and stuff that will work on yeah. iOS and Windows Phone, but they need to be DLNA enabled. They need to be Miracast. So, frankly, it's not a general consumer product from my point of view. An Apple TV is plug and play. A Chromecast is reasonably simple. Yeah. The issue for this product will be it's going to be 49 bucks in the States, probably, let's call it 69 here. So it's, yeah. it's more expensive than a Chromecast. They need to prove that it's more feature-rich than a Chromecast, and I'm not sure that's going to be easy for It'll them. It'll be cheaper than Apple TV. Yeah. But it makes sense they release a product like this, because look, look at the breadth of their, of their range. They've got computers, they've got tablets, that, you know, Motorola phones, soon you possibly Lenovo phones. La- laptops the content laptops will have a button on them, which is yeah. basically a Lenovo cast, and you'll yeah. be able to put your big screen on there, and then you bring up your Netflix on your computer. Yeah. Dunsky. They did a good demo, too, with uh, Cortana and, and their ReachIt software. So Cortana's Microsoft's digital assistant. Yeah. ReachIt is Lenovo's way of accessing your content across devices. And the, but they, the, the benefit of ReachIt is um, you can type, so let's just separate them for a moment but you can with reach it you can type um you know photos from my trip to the museum and it will find them and what they've done is they've turned cortana which can interpret your voice to allow you to use those searches it was an interesting demo the guy said oh look um find the photos that i took in italy and it found all the photos taken. So obviously, had the photos had geolocation, and then the the other the guy asked, uh, "Open the presentation that I I worked on at Starbucks because well, it, it, it yeah. detected a save a save event." while he was at Starbucks. So that's a really quick way of getting to and, your and, files. And to, and to break that down, that's pretty complicated. And that's all he had to say, by the way, too. He didn't have right. to say, hey, hi, Cortana, and make a big deal no, about no. it. He, he just said, find the files I did so, at Starbucks. So let's break that down. He said, um, you know, find me the file, find me the PowerPoint I was working on at Starbucks last Thursday. It act, Cortana quickly goes, okay, where's his diary? What, when was he at Starbucks on Thursday? If it doesn't show that, then it'll look for a geolocation that, uh, that reverse, reverse checks with the Starbucks location and 
and then it checks for files yeah. at that exact same time. I mean, it's a lot of work going yeah. on in a short space of time. That, that was smart. That's Star Trek stuff. That, that's 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 really advancing You'd the be whole. You'd more excited for Star Wars stuff, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Well, Star Trek there was similar kind of uh, use with their main computer on the ship and everything, right? But anyway, but yeah, you know, it just but it's another step down the road where it's changing the way we interact with our products, and I think that's that's kind of another reason those concept products were so interesting as well. It changes the way we use them and interact with them. That, I think, is the key moving forward here. And it was interesting. I was just in a briefing with YY earlier. You and your mate YY? Me and my mate YY. And he, he, does he call you SF? No, nah, he does, actually. Yeah. Just Bunny. <laughs> no, nah, SF. Hey, Bunny. But he said, uh, his very interesting point, someone asked the question, what do you need to do to be like Apple and Samsung? And what do they need to do to be like you? That's a great very question. interesting question. And the answer he gave was, was really clever. He said, well, look, no one's got a copyright on innovation. Innovation is anyone's game. And he said that that is, that is the key. We, we're a very efficient company, but we're, we've got a large number of products, and, but innovation is our game. And he said, the only thing that I would, would, we need to work on is our brand. The brand of Lenovo is obviously not as recognisable and strong as, say, your Apples and Samsungs. Mm. So that's kind of what he said going in. Which our is why they've invested a bucket load in this new logo. And that's right. The whole, the new logo and the whole approach to Lenovo being this, this, this cool and hip brand. You'll notice in the audience today, a lot of people wearing the white t-shirts. Fans. They fans. They were literally fanboys and girls who were in the audience because they had a following on social media. Mm. They were fans of certain products. So here's Lenovo's way in. Uh, calling someone an Apple fanboy is kind of, can, be, can be offensive to some people. Yeah. Here, these people proudly pro- proclaimed they're a Lenovo fanboy, fangirl. That was the whole front of the arena was all full of these people wearing their white T-shirts. Yeah. That's the sort of approach Lenovo is building with their users, with their customers, and their, or they're now called their fans. I think you're going to see a lot of these influences at that age. And you think about it, who, who's, who's the, you, you, you know, apart from you and me on the radio, a lot of people who ask for advice, they ask younger people for advice. Right. What, 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 the nerdy nephew, as I call them. So that, that's a really smart strategy. And, and they're not, they're, they're not going to match Apple and Samsung for dollars, nowhere near it in terms of In fact, marketing. they're intentionally not. Yeah, they're only going digital, uh, social. So big push on social media. That's where these influencers play. So really interesting how they've really thought out their strategy to build up their brand, build up their fan base, literally their fan base, who become their customer base. And uh, that's how they're going to move forward. So this whole thing has been, I think, a, a great first attempt. There were some little couple of teething problems early on, trying to get into the arena, various doorways, and people saying, no, you've got to go here and there. Very angry, military-looking men. Yeah, but, but look, overall, the, 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 last thing, the last thing we have to talk about that was uh, announced here was Moto Maker. Now, the reason yeah. that's important here is because Moto Maker was Motorola's really cool approach yeah. to personalising your phone. They had this great phone, and they allowed you in America to, to build a phone on the internet. It was actually uh, built in America and shipped to you within seven days four or four days, days four in America. Days, yes. uh, and, and so you could you know, change the color, do everything to the phone. It would come to you personalized. You could even have your name etched on the back. Four days, delivered to you. Not available outside of America. Well, hello. Lenovo now owns Motorola. They're massive in China, and they've probably just built a simple little add-on to a factory and gone, by the way, 
We're now shipping that anywhere in China, yeah. seven it's days. The Moto X phone, the 5.2-inch screen. Yep. Beautiful and, phone. Uh, and we, and we, your mail is? Well, our mail is that, uh, well, my mail is that, and I've written this on Tech Guide, is that it's coming to Australia. That, that was uh, confirmed by one of the Aussie executives that it's a matter of time before it comes to Australia. And that makes sense so, now because shipping it from Austin, Texas or somewhere is a, is a much bigger and probably more expensive deal than going, do you know what, just ship it FedEx from China. Yeah, well, well Lenovo uh, today, if you, if you spec up a laptop today, like configure to order, they call it CTO. It will from the time you order to build and delivery is nine days. They could turn around a laptop in nine days. So one would imagine a phone could be turned around a lot quicker Isn't than that. Interesting. It used to be ten years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago. That was all Dell's game. Dell was the only company doing. Everyone else was just shipping product out the door and trying to sell it, like cars. Dell was doing. You want it, we build it, you get it. Now everyone's that's doing smart. that. That's very smart. And and you look at the smartphone market. It's you, you start to look at they're, they're looking a little bit the same. And and if you don't like the colours, then that's that's yeah. bad luck. So here, at least Motorola are trying to give people and look, smartphones are a great a great way to people for it to express themselves. It's a bit of a fashion statement for people. It's a personal device, very personal product that they want to spec to their own taste and style. A big event here, Lenovo Tech World in Beijing at the China National Convention Centre. Uh, unbelievable event and uh, well done by Lenovo. A lot of work to do for uh, another one next year and uh, hopefully we'll be back to bring you more on that. We are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. We do it each and every week thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all their products and of course the Arlo Smart Home Security Camera System is the uh, bee's knees of uh, security camera systems. I've been getting alerts all week while I've been in China. My wife keeps coming into my office. Every time she does, I ring her and say, what are you doing? Because I get an alert. Stalker. <laughs> I get an alert on my phone and an email that says, you know, there's been motion detected in your studio and it shows me a screenshot and I can then download the video or open the app to see the last 40 seconds of, of motion and I can see what's happening. Uh, my wife knows about it. She gets pretty freaked out about it, but so goes life. But that could be you while you're on holidays. It could be you while you're at work. It could be you anywhere. Uh, monitoring your home, getting alerts at the right time a day. You don't get alerts all day because you set uh, periods that you want it to be monitored. A fantastic product. The only 100% wire-free security camera solution you can buy, only from Netgear. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Now, um, I came here from Shanghai. I spent two days in Shanghai um, at the Consumer Electronics Show Asia. Now, Stephen, you've been to CES Las Vegas nine, ten times? Eleven times. Um, number seems to go up every time I ask you. It goes up every year. <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. <laughs> and and so I've been I've been three or four times and it's an unbelievable show. It's yes, huge. Massive. And the way I approach CS Las Vegas is I quickly walk around one of the halls to kind of get a sense. That quick walk takes half a day, and then you go back and find the detail. Yep. Stephen, I did a quick walk through. It took me <laughs> half an hour. Okay, well, it was a very go, small mate. show. Um, it was actually so. And and for anyone that might have listened to us over the years, it's like the North Hall of CES yep. Las Vegas, but smaller. Because it's only the, it's basically the car companies and a few big brands, but no Samsung, no Sony, no LG, yep. because they've got nothing to announce. Yeah. They've done CES, they've done Mobile World Congress, so yeah. it's a very and interesting they're one. Up, they're coming up to IFA. IFA's in um, early, late August, early September. That's so, another big one. you know, there's a... There's a bit of work to do there for that. But, you know, huge crowds. 20,000 people came. It was well attended. It was a great event. It just lacked the big brands. But there was a good stuff there. I, I came over with Ford, and it was kind of like Mobile World Congress. What are you going to show me? It's a car company. Um, and they didn't repeat Mobile World Congress, which was good. Um, the, the one thing I really liked was they were talking about parking. And this is cool. So imagine uh, two types of parking scenarios they showed. The valet. So they're talking about remote control valet. So instead of talking about autonomous cars which they're working on, they're saying, what about those circumstances where the, the car's in the wrong spot? 
and, and it would be more efficient if it was over there. Or in a valet parking sense, the person's here now, can't bring up the car. Valet's got to walk down, he's got to bring the car back, all that work. They're saying if cars were remote controllable, the valet would just sit behind a PlayStation-style steering wheel and bring the car up. You, you could order or you could make a, make a request on an app to have your car move from one place to another mm-hmm. and someone in a remote call centre could move it for you. Yeah. Go get the car sharing service in Sydney, for example. Well, there's a car sitting in Artarman, but it's actually never going to get used because the people that are currently normally using it are actually gone on holidays. It would be better placed in Willoughby. Mm-hmm. So the car could be moved. So remote control of vehicles, an interesting trial. But the one that I like most, your car, my car, every car these days basically has sensors you know beep 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 you're getting close to the wall or self-parking you know it can see a car spot and it can actually reverse itself they reckon that if every car with those sensors was enabled to constantly have them on always looking Mm -hmm. then the data could be pulled together to create a parking map so i've got a little ford i've just left my westfield and i'm leaving westfield so i don't want a car space but as i'm cruising slowly through the car park to get out my car goes there's a spot there's a spot there's a spot and sends that data onto the internet and, you know, Stephen Fennick, who's about to get to Westfield, he's going, oh, should I go in here? Bip, 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 go in there, because there's 10 spots. Brilliant. So uh, crowdsourcing I, data I, I is such a cool idea. That is cool. I do approve of that. Boom, stamp of but uh, I, I saw some of their other announcement too, and they were, they were talking about um, the the driver sharing, the car sharing. They're going to introduce it. I think they're going to introduce go drive in the in and stuff. Yeah, like, they've got it launched in the UK. Like where, like, you know, like, I like the Bangalore example where the people can't necessarily afford a car or maybe need one full-time, but they're going to roll that in just so they can have access to a car. Yeah. Um, the other, the other that, announcement... That, that's, again, it's about data, right? Because yeah. they'll know more about where cars are going, how yeah. they're used, and they can better build a network in the future. So they're all thinking about the future. It's very interesting. In terms of safety as well, though, they had a new, a new service that could actually, if say, in, the, in a collision event, they call it, where the, Crash. the, uh, the airbag is deployed... Uh, impacts are detected maybe in a couple of spots that it automatically sends a, uh, a call to, uh, to the authorities to, yeah. to warn them oh, that there's been an accident uh, and then sends them the location. Uh, so that way, within seconds that the, of, of the collision or the accident, that, that information sent straight away without that's what, what a great safety feature that, that could literally save lives that little yep, feature no it was good stuff I quite enjoyed uh, what they put on and, and the only other thing I'd say I put a story up on EFTM about this thing Stephen I, I, it would been it would have been an utter disappointment if I'd went to a CES and didn't find something quirky I found a robot kitchen so it's not the Jetsons. It's not a robot that walks around. Poor Rosie from the Jetsons. She's only got arms in this scenario. The arms reach out of the, the wall of the kitchen, and the arms cut everything up, make it, stir it, do everything. And the idea is that you get, like, Gordon Ramsay has a recipe. Rather than just listing the ingredients, it actually kind of records how many times he stirs, how many times he shakes it, and the robot does exactly the same thing. Yeah, I saw your little video. Actually, that's good. So one, that's other thing, cool. uh, one other thing from Ford was the My Energy Lifestyle. Yeah, so China, it's, kind of, yeah. it's kind of like the... Uh, is that similar to what Tesla did with their with the energy wall? Sort well, of? No, so what my, my energy lifestyle is, it's bringing together higher and a, couple, a, a solar panel company and a few other companies together to say, we want to give consumers the option to save money and save yeah. their energy consumption. And if you work together with all these companies, you can get discounts and you can get a kind of holistic solution. So you can get a car that's more efficient and an air conditioner that's more efficient. You can get energy panels. And what they want to do is have families and, and households approach this on a kind of overall basis so that you're taking a huge leap into cutting your bills and cutting your energy consumption. So, so good idea. Like, like some, some of the savings they're talking about, like 63% energy saving costs, 40% drop in electricity, 69% fall in gasoline bills, 45% drop in CO2 emissions. Yeah. So their uh, hearts Which in the right place. Um, as we look out the window, 
Um, the skyline is magnificent, if not shrouded in smog. So it's a pretty important. Well, this is a time. clear day compared to the other the yeah. past few days. Yeah, it is. So that was uh, that was my experience at CES in in Asia. Now, Stephen, before we wrap up, and there'll be no minute reviews today, people. So don't don't hang on for that. If you if you're hanging on for the minute reviews, just tune out, okay? Because it's not going to happen. Um, but Stephen, I'm worried for you, mate. Yeah. I'm really worried. I was on Tech Guide earlier this week, and I was thinking about your home theatre. It's beautiful. You've got, you've got discs. You've got discs everywhere. You've got a 4K projector, yep. and they've just announced 4K Blu-ray. Stephen, it's going to cost you about $6 million to replace your library. 4K, yes. Well, Ultra HD Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray Disc Association, has signed off on the specific... Great association. Well, they've uh, signed it off. So we are... Like, you think of the number of people who are buying 4K TVs, Ultra HD TVs. They make up more than 50% of new not TVs. Really an option not to anymore. Well, that's exactly right. So now, one of the problems was not enough content to showcase those extra pixels. We're talking 8 million pixels, 4 times HD. Well, by Christmas time, we're going to see the first Ultra HD Blu-ray films and players, of course. So uh, the discs are going to have the capacity to store between 66 gig and more than 100 gig on dual and triple layer discs because that's a problem with you not capacity, it's all about capacity it's all about the size of the file which obviously having four times resolution of HD is going to be possibly four times as big a file so here is this uh, the new disc technology they've also if you look on Tech Guide there's a new symbol as well it's going to be different to the Blu-ray symbol it's the Ultra HD Blu-ray and uh, players and movies should start appearing before Christmas well, the bottom line is you need new, new discs you and new disc cool. player you need a new disc player but that'll be uh, backwards compatible so it'll play your existing blu-rays as well as your dvds now i'm not going to replace my entire collection mate i'm not you will replace your star wars collection if that is on ultra hd absolutely but you've seen a blu-ray that's been upscaled and this let's let's make let's digress quickly this is the reason now i love your hisense and tcl but the reason to buy a sony tv or a samsung tv is because they invest in the software the chips inside the tv that take a blu-ray and make it ultra high definition that or even right. take a DVD and make it you know well, it does a lot of work upscaling I do have the Sony 4K projector in, and you've seen this well I think I put in what did I put on for you Oblivion with Tom, that Tom Cruise movie that's set in the future weird yeah. Mars bar well <laughs> he was on Earth but in the future Oh, right, but really? uh, what? What? If what, that's the future, I'm checking out. You can, you can testify to the fact how good it looks. Stunning. It, it upscaled it beautifully. So there may not be a need to, to upgrade to everything. But look, put it this way: everything new from now on, I'm, you know, I'm not going to not going to go Blu-ray. I've got to go Ultra HD. So right, that's well, the that's, bottom line. That's going to cost me a ton. That's the news for for Blu-ray uh, Ultra HD fans and Ultra HD uh, TV owners. That has been episode 210 of Two Bucks Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, as I say. Stephen, what a magnificent venue. What an uh, amazing week. Um, and go Queensland. Yeah, that's all right. We, <laughs> we, managed, that right to the we managed to find a bar in uh, in the San Lutan district of, uh, of Beijing. And, and we both used Uber to get there. That's right. Place. Yes, we did. But, uh, yeah, one point lost to the Blues. They'll be back. Two more games to go. But, you know, I, I think... I desperately hate off. for you to lose that one in a row winning streak. Yeah, good on you. We'll, uh, we should sign off with uh, a little bit of Chinese, the only Chinese we know, which is Shei Shei, which Shei is... Shei. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we should have done this at the start. Yeah, sure. ni-, ni hao, which is hello. I'm not going to edit it back into the top, just so you know. But so if you're, just, if you're still listening right at the end, ni hao, that should be at the start. Um, they love their kites here in Beijing too, don't they? Bloody hell. All right, we'll be back next week, uh, bigger and better. Uh, well, not, I'll, I'll, be, I'll probably be speaker because I do eat a lot when I'm on, when I'm on uh, junkets. So back to you. Uh, great to have you company. We'll be back next week too, folks. Talking Tech. You can follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen Fennick with a PH and I'm on Twitter at Trevor Long. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.